There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe P. Zapia, and today we've got a huge mock draft for you. That's right. It's a little bit bigger than usual. It's not a 12-person league. It is 14 people, PPR-style it's going to be a good time, so we brought in the best and the brightest that fantasy pros in the industry has to offer. Pat Fitzmorris is here, fresh off the Fantasy Expo. I'm sure he's got lots of stories, but we don't have any time for those today, Pat, because we've got a draft to do. We've got an incredible guest joining us today as well. You know him as the mind behind HarrisFootball.com. He's the one, the only Christopher Harris. Harris, it is great to have you here. We play in a lot of leagues together over the years, and you're always you're always one of the people I whenever I see in the league, I always go, "Oh, great, there's Harris," because I always think it's so fascinating. No matter how good or bad the draft is, Chris Harris will always find a way into the playoffs. It's unbelievable. How much stock do you put in to the draft versus the managing season long of leagues, Chris? I like to be good at both. That would be nice, uh, but <laughs> but of course, your point is well taken. That. You know, if you we don't know, this is the least we're ever going to know right now. And we only learn stuff as we go along. So uh, you're not going to doom yourself if you don't do well in the draft. You certainly can uh, trade and wave your way out of problems. Yes. And uh, that's certainly something important. Also important today is our uh, third guest joining us, uh, Tara Roberts, who all of you know, obviously from Fantasy Pros, because she's doing so much work for us lately. She does so much work all over the industry. And uh, Tara, I know you are juggling so many things all the time. You've got work stuff, you've got family stuff, you've got fantasy football stuff. And over the last few years, it's been uh, very well documented and noticed uh, what an incredible impact I feel like you're having in the industry. And I think it's very important as time goes on to continue uh, to have women like yourself having an impact on this industry because a bigger, diverse field of opinions is always a much better one, in my opinion. And uh, Tara obviously who you could follow on the Twitter machine at it's Tara time. And if you haven't already go do that, but Tara, I wanted to welcome you on the show here for a very special reason today, not just because of your knowledge and all the drafting stuff, but because you are the winner of this year's Mike Tagliere, the tags rising star award. Uh, we started this last year. We're doing it again this year, recognizing people in our industry that go above and beyond. I've seen you on so many podcasts, writing so many articles, doing so many drafts everywhere. And I voted for you. I'm on the committee. You were my first vote and you were my last vote. And I am thrilled and honored to be the bearer of this news to our audience. And I'm thrilled to have you represent tags in year two for this award. How does that feel? It feels good. You're going to make me tear up again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I know what it's like there because I've been out there in the in the streets for years, working at this place, that place, working at five other places, trying to figure out this weird, wacky fantasy football life that we all try to live. Uh, and it's not easy. And I don't think people recognize that. And I think you've done such a phenomenal job of making such an impact at all the different places that you have been present over the last few years. And I want to talk about that and your experience and what that's been like for you so far and, and how you felt when you found out that you were this year's big winner. Oh, man, it, it felt really good. Um, it was a complete surprise and an amazing feeling. And, you know, it goes back to what you said, like, you know, everyone in this industry puts in so much work into what we do. And a lot of us, you know, don't do it as a um, full time official, you know, job. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, us putting in a ton of work um, throughout the day and our off hours, staying up late at night. When I started doing this, I started um, with my dear Dynasty Vipers um, co-host and um, everything that I did with them was literally at you know 10 p.m. or later for me just to try and kind of work <laughs> things in and try and figure out how to, how to make this work. But it, it's fun because it's work, but it's also a passion. And I know that sounds cliche, but literally every single thing that I do in the industry, every video that I make, every article that I write, every live show, especially um, the live stream Q&As are literally my favorite thing to do. The start sits in, uh, in season with everyone. Um, 
it feels good that the value that I'm putting out is seen by people because I appreciate it. The reason that I do it um, is not just for work. It's because it's something passionate that I have and I want to help people and share my knowledge. And I hope that everything I do just makes fantasy football fun and more informative for people. So I really well, appreciate it. You're, you're, you're crushing all of it. Uh, I can tell you. And, and I know these two guys know just as well as I do the hours that you put in and doing that on top of running businesses and other things that you do that people don't realize it has to be a passion. Otherwise you just can't do what you do. So congratulations to you on behalf of all of us at fantasy pros and behalf of Fitz and myself, we're on that committee. Uh, you had our votes, you had our support from the get go. It was a great field of people this year too. And it speaks to how, you know, how much you've made an impact, I think in the last few years on this industry. And I'm sure if our good buddy Tags was around, he would be smiling and very, very pleased with our selection. If you haven't already, follow her on Twitter. Watch her here at Fantasy Pros because she's going to be doing a whole lot more stuff with us and wherever else who's lucky enough to have her on the shows. And we're lucky to have all of our Discord listeners working with us today on this fun draft. We've got a Mysterion at the top, Terra's at two. We've got Fuzzy in this draft. Fuzzy's always a good drafter. Foxworth at four. Then Nevada Lightning at five. That sounds exciting. The Drew at six. Chris Harris is in the seventh spot here. Uh, we've got K-Lest at eight. Uh, the real Joey P, who is not me. I just want you to know that is not me. I take no responsibility for who's drafting at 109. Uh, Fitzy's at 10. Bougie Sports finally joining us in the right time zone at 111. I see you. Schlitzy at 112. JM River at 13. And Fuzzy at 14. So we've got Fuzzy the Fox Hunter and Fuzzy. I'm sure we're going to have a hard time keeping that straight here. But again, if you want to run mock drafts right, if you want to make sure you get the best out of the software, please sync your leagues today to the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard software, fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. Sync your leagues, use the draft software, use the cheat sheets, use the insights, use the draft intel, all these incredible tools. Chris Harris doesn't even know this, and so I'm going to tell him right now. You can actually find out how the people in your league of the last few years draft and then set those robots to draft the way they do so you can prepare for your own specific leagues. Chris Harris, that sounds like a pretty sexy thing, right? Don't you think? I mean, yeah. If that's the kind of thing that there gets you, you go. Up, man, whatever. I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. The best possible endorsement we could possibly ask for. All right, so we're going to kick this thing off here. Uh, and again, it's a 14-team league, so just to go uh, through the uh, setup here, we've got um, basically the rosters look like this. You've got a quarterback, you've got two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end, two flex. We're going to do a short bench here just in the interest of time. If you want extra insights, go hit up Pat Morris on Discord. He could tell you all the guys that you he was going to draft anyway and figure that all out here. Um, Fitzy, when you're looking at a 14-team league instead of a 12-team league, what changes for you? I know it's PPR, so you have a little bit more leeway with things, but what's the strategy going into the deeper league here? Is it BPA for you, or are you really trying to target certain positions and certain players for certain reasons? Um, well, it always depends on the number of wideouts, and in this one, we only have to start two instead of three, so that kind of affects the way I, I attack the various positions. But I think I'm less inclined to go luxury quarterback or tight end in a 14-teamer than I would be in a 12-teamer. It's just you get okay. thinned out so quickly at running back and wide receiver. It makes it a little more, um, you know, a, a little tougher if you spend up at those two positions to get your share, fair share of talent at the all-important wide receiver and running back spots. Luxury tight ends. That's what we're going to sell here today. All right, the one one's off the board. It's Justin Jefferson, and I'm wearing the T-shirt here to support it, the wide receiver one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at 102 goes to Tara Roberts. Tara, let's talk about your selection here. So... Half PPR, I'm sorry, full PPR, pardon me. And you're looking at the running back here. Uh, how do you feel about CMC? Was this an easy pick for you or did you struggle with whether it's him or Chase or somebody else? It was an easier pick with me um, with it being a 14 team league. Again, we're talking, you know, deeper. So when you're coming around, you know, that running back depth is going to thin out. So if you've got the opportunity to take one of the top running backs in the first round, I do advise it. I would have, for the record, I would have taken Justin Jefferson if he had uh, if he had fallen to me. I would have preferred that to Christian McCaffrey or if I had the 101. But um, I feel like I can figure out the wide receiver depth and go ahead and take advantage of Christian McCaffrey. I know people have concerns around you know the possibility of Elijah Mitchell eating into that workload, although he is yet again injured, unfortunately. Um, and the problem of them possibly resting 
Christian McCaffrey a little bit earlier in the season to keep him fresh, but he's still Christian McCaffrey. We're talking PPR. So that's obviously a massive advantage for him. So he's still the first running back off the board for me. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about the best way to buy tickets this summer and all year round. I love live events. Everybody who follows me on social media knows that I'm got the wrestling shows. I'm out at the concerts. I'm out everywhere. And you get all these fees for all these events and they suck. They just suck. You know it. I know it. Customer service is terrible. Coordinating with friends is just a hot mess. It's a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And the great thing about Fanimal is it's got tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball games, hockey games, and of course, NFL. And there's no fees. That's right. You heard me. No fees. The price you see is the price you actually pay. What a concept. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets for anything you want to go attend. So we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate events with friends and you always end up fronting a bunch of money, right? And then you're chasing down this guy or that girl to get reimbursed. And if they flake, then you're stuck with the bill, but not a fanable. No, no, no. At Fanimal, they have something amazing. They have the patented group purchase and that makes it easy to split payments with your friends. So nobody's left holding the bag. You don't commit until your friends do. You just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, and you pay for yourself, not everybody else, and send the link to your friends to do the same. And when they join your group, everybody gets charged separately and your tickets are secured. Plus, you could stack cash by inviting friends. 10 bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching! Let's go. Oh yeah, Fanimal has amazing customer service too. Don't forget about that. Take my word for it. Check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code FANIMALPROS. That's FANIMALPROS for $20 off your purchase. No fees. Make it simple. Check out Fanimal today and experience more. And now back to the action. All right, so Tara takes CMC. Jamar Chase goes to Fuzzy Fox Hunter. Then Foxworth takes Tyreek Hill at 104. Managing these running backs will be very interesting in this deeper format. But again, it's two flex, two wide receivers, so a little different there. Threw a wrench into things because that's what I like to do. Uh, Nevada Lightning selects Austin Eckler. Then Bijan Robinson goes to the Drew. Chris Harris, Saquon Barkley. He has signed his contract. He seems like a happy camper, at least for today. Let's talk about the selection here. You passed on Cooper Cup. You passed on Travis Kelsey. Why was Saquon the right guy for you to start this draft with? He's number three on my full PPR board. Um, there's three running backs that I actually would take in a full PPR before I'd take Jefferson just because running back sucks. <laughs> and it, it gets rough. <laughs> it gets rough early. Um, you know, at Barkley, Barkley can do Barkley. Barkley can do what he did his rookie year. Uh, and I, I – I don't really need to sell anybody in Saquon Barkley. It really just comes down on positional philosophy. But um, I, I would love to err on the side of a super elite RB1, especially in the middle of the first round, because I'm going to get a pretty good receiver coming back the other way. Yeah, that's a great strategy there by Chris. We'll see which wide receiver he ends up with at 208 when it comes back to him. But Saquon Barkley also is his offense. Let's be honest here to a certain degree, or at least the piece that you that you know and you feel good about that you can sleep at night having. All right, Cooper Cup is over next at 108 to K less than the real Joey P. Again, not me. Some other jabroni at 109 selects Tony Pollard. <laughs> uh, Pat Fitzmorris, you went big tight end. Talk about luxury tight ends. Well, you got the, uh, this the Lamborghini, I guess we're calling it. I don't know what else to call it here, but you've got him. So how do you feel about this selection here and uh, how are you going to set yourself up for success? Yeah, great. I got caught in a lie saying that, uh, you know, I never take luxury tight <laughs> ends. <liar>. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. So, but hey, if you're going to leave Travis Kelsey at number 10, uh, you know, I, I, I'm only a man. I can't can't resist that deal at number 10, <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, and goodness. it, it kind of helps that you only have to fill the two wide, starting wide receiver spots too. So, um, but yeah, at 10, I feel like he's a value. Now, our mock drafters here on our Discord are very good, and you could see something real interesting unfolding here. So I can't wait to get back to Chris Harris with his next pick. <laughs> a lot of receivers. After Chubb yeah. goes, a lot of receivers <laughs> go. So Nick Chubb goes to Bougie Sports at 111. Then Schlitzy, Stefan Diggs at 112. JM River, CD Lamb at 113. Then at the turn, AJ Brown for Fuzzy and Amon Ra. I could have told you Fuzzy was going to go double wideouts because I've drafted enough against Fuzzy in our Discord to know this. Uh, after Amon Ross St. Brown, second round goes like this. Devontae Adams, then Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Pat Fitzmaurice says, uh, not without me, 
He gets in there with Jalen Waddle. How do you feel about getting Waddle before the rest of those guys are gone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a, a gold rush on wide receivers there, so I kind of had to get in on it. And uh, I'm, I do worry a little bit about like the target count with Waddle. He was just ultra efficient last year, and um, with Tyreek Hill around, he's not going to have those 13, 14 target games. He's sort of the anti-Amon Ross St. Brown, but um, he's really good. We've, we've seen that two years, and two sort of different types of usage. Uh, you know, Waddle's a star, just mega talented. Yeah, absolutely. Very talented as well. I know Tara, she was talking before about, oh, I'm going to take CMC, and then, you know, should be some good wide receivers there too. We'll see uh, what remains here. Let's go back to the board and see what's unfolding here. So after you took Jalen Waddle, we had some RBs, Ramondre Stevenson, Jonathan Taylor. Then back to you. So Chris Harris, Devonta Smith, Certainly not a bad consolation prize. A guy who was a wide receiver one last year. He might be the number two on his team, but he could still be a number one in our hearts and our rosters. Do you agree? Sure. I, honestly, in a 12-teamer, I might have gone running back. Um, okay. And maybe that was, maybe because we're not starting three receivers, maybe that was a mistake anyway. I, on my actual PPR board, I do have a couple of running backs that I could have I could have taken Henry. I could have taken the chance on Jacobs in his contract. But Yes, I, I agree with what you said. Honestly, what Pat said about Waddle kind of applies to, in a different way. They're different kinds of players, but just because they're twos on their team doesn't necessarily mean they take a back seat fantasy-wise. And week by week, it's pretty comforting when you have Waddle and Smith making plays the way they did last year. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so after Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, then Joe Mixon. Keenan Allen goes to you, Tara. Let's talk about that selection. It's risky. I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm willing to take that <laughs> risk. I would prefer to take that risk as a wide receiver too, but I don't get that luxury here um, considering the depth of the league. But when you look at the, you know, comparing him to T Higgins right there, um, my preference was to go with Keenan Allen because while the love T Higgins, you know, low end wide receiver one is the upside. Keenan Allen has legitimate top five upside. We saw it at the end of last season when he finally did come back healthy. So there is that health concern that we have to worry about. But when he is healthy and we're looking at this bounce back uh, season for Justin Herbert, I mean, the combination could be fantastic if his hamstrings hold up. So I'm counting on that. All right. I know you're up on the board here. So you yes. got 10 seconds. Go make your pick. All right. So the Mysterion over at the uh, turn selects Najee Harris. So gets into there and takes one more of those potential Wide receiver ones and the low end there, T. Higgins. So at the three one, then Amari Cooper goes to you. So Tara, CMC, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. Look, this is a good looking roster if everybody can stay healthy. Uh, you've got two potential number ones. <clears throat> how do you how do you figure about Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper having a lot of tread on the tires potentially, staying healthy in twenty twenty three, especially after last year, Keenan Allen, kind of an incomplete season from him. Are you confident there that Amari Cooper and that pairing here gives you those two 1A kind of guys on your roster? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, when you're looking at Amari Cooper, we do have to worry. He he did have that weird, like, you know, every now and then for oddly specific road games, he would disappear. Um, at least that helps that you can kind of predict it. But I think it will even out a little bit with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. We're, you know, having a full regular offseason, looking much better in training camp, looking good in preseason. The only thing I hate about this is that now I can't take my favorite Elijah Moore pick now. So I don't find myself taking a lot of Amari Cooper typically just because I like to come around late and grab the value for Elijah Moore. So I don't get to do that now, but um, pretty confident there that I've got pretty uh, two top 10 potential wide receivers. Well, we'll see where Elijah Moore ends up as the draft unfolds itself. DK Metcalf goes at 303 to Fuzzy Fox Hunter. Foxworth goes at 304 to Mark Andrews. So there you go. Another premium tight end off the board here. The luxury items. Aaron Jones, one of three running backs. Nevada Lightning saying zero RB. Ha, never. Eckler, Henry, Aaron Jones, three in a row. So more of a zero wide receiver build. That's kind of interesting there. You have the Drew then selecting Jameer Gibbs. Travis Etienne goes to you, Chris Harris. We've had a lot of discussions about Travis Etienne, and I want to get your opinion on him here in a little bit more in depth. So I'm glad you selected him because there's definitely some people in this industry who are very much on him and think that, hey, you know, you're going into his third year here, second real season, obviously, because the first year was out with an injury. <clears throat> but you have an offense that's really uh, coming to its own last year, a team that made the playoffs and Travis Etienne basically has his run in the backfield. Tank Bigsby did get drafted, but what are your thoughts on ETN and your expectations for him? Do you think he has what it takes to crack that top 10 of RBs? 
Well, can is a load-bearing word in that sentence because I, I can. <laughs> I don't think he, I'm not exactly predicting he will, but I do have him I like full PPR. I'm like 19. So I think I probably just would have taken whoever was highest on my board there. The reason I have him where I have him is uh, I don't think there's a huge difference skill set-wise between him and like Tony Pollard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little better on the perimeter, some question about how they're going to hold up well enough between the tackles if that's their destiny to get the, get the work there a lot. Uh, but explosive, you know, just like you can really get a big week on any given play because I think he and Paul are both can really take almost anything to the house. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily going into draft saying I have to have him, but I'm happy to get him. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about Rival Fantasy. If you want to take your fantasy game to the next level, try Rival Fantasy because they are launching their new season-long leagues later this month. Now, mock drafts are available right now, so go register at Rival Fantasy, try out the mock draft platform, and then on August 30th, Rival's season-long leagues will launch, so sign up before they fill up and before week one is upon us, and you'll be entered to win a league prize up to $1,000. DFS games are also now live in preseason for NFL games right now, and new users can get up to $200 in deposit match when they sign up at joinrival.com slash fantasypros23. Again, joinrival.com slash fantasypros23. You can play DFS, you can mock, you can manage your season-long leagues all in one place at Rival Fantasy. Again, that place to sign up is joinrival.com slash fantasypros23. Get signed up, get started, don't get left behind, and join Rival Fantasy today. Sign up, kids. Now back to the action. Brees Hall goes next at 308, stops the slide to K-Lest, then Jerry Judy to... The, the, I'm going to call it the fake Joey P because, you know, it's just what we're at right now. Jerry Judy goes <laughs> off the board. I can't wait. We're going to come back and double up on Pat's uh, selections here in a second. So Pat takes Patrick Mahomes, his namesake there. Then Miles Sanders goes Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. So the QB run has begun. More wide receivers for Fuzzy, Christian Watson and Drake London. Man, it's getting dark out in the streets here for the uh, for the wide receiver class. Uh, not a lot floating around. JM River goes Debo Samuel at the 402. Then another big tight end, TJ Hawkinson at 403. Bougie Sports selects Alexander Madison at 404. And then, Pat, you came back with DJ Moore. Nice selection there. So no RBs for you yet. I can't wait to see what happens. So you're zero RBing this, but you have the stack of Mahomes and Kelsey. You have the best tight end, arguably the best quarterback. Waddle and Moore, two very capable wide receivers. How you feeling about this build right now and these... Last two picks you made. I'm feeling like a double liar because I took a luxury tight end and a luxury quarterback, <laughs> but I uh, couldn't resist this. I don't even know who you are anymore, Fitz. I don't know if I could do shows with you. I honestly, at this point, it's, I actually, it's really getting hard. I, I wanted K. Uh, I wanted Brees Hall in that third round, and, and K left. I see. Took him off the board a couple of spots uh, in front of me, but couldn't pass up that chance at a Kelsey Mahomes stack after after Hall went. So, and then uh, coming back with DJ Moore. Man, those wide receivers are going fast. So I, I believe in the talent. Hopefully Chicago passes more than they did last year. But even if it's a, a you know, even if they're still near the bottom in pass rates, I would expect DJ Moore to command a pretty generous share of the targets in Chicago. Okay. After DJ Moore, Lamar Jackson, another quarterback goes off the board. Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins to you, Chris Harris. This is a great talking point too. So let's talk about Hopkins. Last year, obviously had some great moments. A little bit of an incomplete season. Now he finds himself in Tennessee. We've seen some Tennessee, I should say, we've seen some wide receivers go to Tennessee, and that was kind of like their retirement plan. Not a lot really happened there, so they were out playing golf probably with you, Harris. But what are your expectations for Hopkins in this offense here in what could be the twilight of his career? What do you think? Robert Woods wasn't good in Tennessee? I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I don't don't think he was. I don't think we'd be friends anymore. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, of course, it's a big risk, but uh best hands in the league and I'll take a shot. I know we need to get to other picks. I mean, I f- I feel like there's an obvious role there at the first and second level of the receiving tree. He's not going to go deep anymore, but I'll take him on contesting catches especially in a full PPR. Okay, so on the contention contested catches, excuse me, we'll get him uh hopefully back on track. Justin Fields goes at 409, then Tyler Lockett at 410. Foxworth selects Cam Akers at 411. Then Kenneth Walker, uh, we're going to get to Tara's picks in a second here. She took Terry McLaurin. Then at the turn, Deontay Johnson, who could be a really big PPR bounce back. 
by the way, obviously, Chris, since we have you on the show and Tara's making her pick, I know you didn't select Deontay Johnson, but as a guy who saw a ton of targets again last year, obviously the zero touchdown stands out. What are your expectations for Deontay Johnson in 2023 in terms of potential bounce back in good favor with fantasy managers? More than zero touchdowns. Did it, nailed More it, called zero. it. Nice, crushed yeah. it. Who uh, needs... Who needs projections when they have Chris Harris? That's what I always say. I I, uh, I did film work on on Deontay for the podcast and uh, came away thinking he was still incredible, two or three best route runners in the league. So I think it's unrealistic to say he's not going to score. It's it's silly. Excellent. So hopefully the target share will hold as well. So after right. Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, and then starting up five hundred one, Alvin Kamara throwing darts in the deeper league. We'll see if that works out for Mysterion. Tara, you selected Justin Herbert, so you got in on the quarterback game here, and you took Terry McLaurin. So you've got CMC, the hero running back. You've got Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin. Maybe those receivers don't have the star power of the Tyree Kill and the Jamar Chase and the Justin Jeffersons, but this is looking like a pretty solid grouping, and then you take Herbert as well. So let's talk about TMC. Let's talk about Herbert and how you feel about these last two picks. So Terry McLaurin there, I... I like the possibility of what the enemy brings to this offense. And it's tough because I like both Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Uh, but Sam Howell might have some kind of surprise there for us. There might be up and down in terms of Howell's consistency. But I think this will probably be the best potential quarterback, the highest upside that Terry McLaurin has played with. He's been so unlucky and he's been so steady throughout all that luck, unluck, unfortunately. Last year was a good, decent year for him. So I could see where this could be a strong bounce back for him um, with Sam Howell out there with the stronger arm, you know, mobility and able to bring a little bit more to this offense. Uh, so yeah, going three deep and having Terry McLaurin as a flex does seem like a luxury. Um, might've taken a running back there if Cam Akers in particular might've slid to me. I would have um, enjoyed that. I'm liking Cam Akers as an RB2. But coming around and grabbing Justin Herbert, um, was excellent for me. I didn't get that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack, but I got a nice little discount stack here with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. If everything lines up the way that we want to, we've got mm -hmm. Kellen Moore coming in here, the way that the offense is supposed to pick up, we're going to have Justin Herbert coming off of that you know, QB 11 year. That's worst case scenario that he had there. So I love the upside of potential for him to return to that QB two season that he had. Well, you know, we all can't be like Pat Fitzmorris, you know, eating caviar on his yacht with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on his roster. You know, can't all be like that. Uh, Fuzzy Fox Hunter selects Christian Kirk, then Brandon Ayuk goes Marquise Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman. And then back to you, Chris Harris, you went RB here with J.K. Dobbins. A lot of positive buzz going into this offseason with Dobbins and then now a little shakiness. The value has been taking a hit lately in drafts. Certainly a good value here on Dobbins. What? is the path here for him this year? Obviously we're, we're concerned about him getting a certain amount of targets. So in a PPR, maybe it's a harder sell, but you know, you mentioned about the importance here of Travis Etienne and Saquon Barkley getting all those carries. It looks like Dobbins will get most of them. He's your RB three. So how do you feel about this roster construction so far? Good. We have two flexes. So uh, I was, that was another best available type pick. Um, I don't have any questions about Dobbins except for two, uh, his contract and his knee. That's not good. You know those questions. But I mean, that's why he's going in the fifth round. You really um, lulled me into a false sense of security there on that one. I thought you were going to give me something really serious there. And you got me. Good job. Good job. But I mean, I, I expect the contract thing to work out. And the knee, you know, that's the big that's the big thing. Like, get, let's get knee swelling after week one, and it's not going to look like such a good pick. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully we'll get some ice for that knee of J.K. Dobbins and also some ice for a cocktail if that happens for Chris Harris. All right, K-Lest, <laughs> Darren Waller at tight end. Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to the fake Joey P at 509. Fitzy takes Damian Pierce. Then we have Mike Williams, James Conner, Rashad White, and followed by Joe Burrow in the fifth round. Starting the sixth round, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, James Cook. Fitzy, I think this is working out for you. Damian Pierce, James Cook. If you were going to zero RB this bad boy, it feels like you pretty much nailed it. How does it feel? You feeling strong on that yacht? I feel, well, first of all, I think the yacht is uh, Chris's brand and not mine. So I, I can't steal that from him, but. Uh... <laughs> Quite literally wearing the shirt. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, can't, I didn't even see it there. I've got, I'm looking at so many things. I got draft boards. I got reads. I got all kinds of things. I didn't even notice there. But yes, both of you can hang out after this show here. Maybe Tara and I will get invited to. We'll see how things go. But go ahead, Fitzy. Let's talk about these RBs you went with because it seems like a, 
a best case scenario in a 14 team or no? Yeah, I guess I was able to play a catch up pretty adequately there. And uh, I was kind of torn between Damian Pierce and Rashad White. But I do feel like maybe Pierce is a, a little bit more explosive and uh, just I, I still think there's a possibility of Tampa signing someone, whereas I don't think that's going to happen with Houston. So and then uh, James Cook, who's who's been pretty clearly, it seems like, made the lead running back there. And I do think Damian Harris is going to have some sort of role once he's fully healthy again. But, um, you know, Cook is going to be the pass catcher, no question about that. And I think he's going to get a pretty big share of the early down work, too. Okay, so there you go. The two RBs there for uh, Fitzmorris. After that, we got Jahan Dotson going, Jordan Addison, George Kittle to you, Chris Harris. So another tight end goes. Got a pretty good value here on Kittle. Uh, I'm sure he'll miss his usual one to three games. That's kind of what George Kittle does. He's having a little bit of that same injury that hurt him last year going into the season, but it doesn't seem to be as serious as last year. Chris, any concerns with this Kittle injury going into camp or you feel like, hey, it's early enough that we can take him at a discount and be good by the time week one rolls around? Yeah, I think it's weird that he's falling like he's falling. He's really, really proven and he played 15 games last year. I agree that there were a few of them where he wasn't at full strength, but uh, he plays 14 or 15 at least every year. Uh, I feel I feel great. There you go. Uh, Zay Flowers goes next to the Drew, taking a page out of my book with the early Zay Flowers. Trevor Lawrence at 6'10", then George Pickens, Dallas Goddard. We'll get to Terrace Picks here. She selects DeAndre Swift, then at the turn, Elijah Moore and Kyle Pitts. So the last of, I guess, the higher-end tight ends now off the board in the 14-team league. Tara, then you backed it up right after that, after Swift and Pacheco. So this Eagles... Depth chart right now, running back, is a little wacky. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell looks like the early leader, but we know early depth charts are kind of weird. Rashad Penny was the big offseason signing, and then, of course, they acquired, via trade, DeAndre Swift. So it feels like a bit of a cluster. You're putting your money here, or at least your draft capital, on DeAndre Swift, and then with Pacheco, obviously somebody who came on late, but also in a crowded backfield. Do you feel like you need in this roster both of these guys, or just one of them to work out? I just need one of them to work out. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite here just because I have not taken a lot of DeAndre Swift. Um, I certainly did last year and I certainly got burned on it. Um, so I've been a little bit apprehensive on him. But kind of looking at the way that this draft board is going and where I need to kind of take some risk in order to get some upside at RB2, Swift seemed like the most logical pick there. I, I love Kenneth Gamewell. I've <laughs> taken a ridiculous amount of Kenneth Gamewell in drafts, hoping for that uh, RB1 upside from him. But it is possible that, you know, him being well knowledgeable around the offense made him somebody who they, you know, isn't necessarily like the lead back, but they didn't feel like they needed to play him as opposed to DeAndre Swift. I'm more worried about Rashad Penny. So this didn't send up my feelers around DeAndre Swift. I still think that he'll be an integral part. But Rashad Penny is the one that I'm kind of a little bit panicked on right now. All right. Now, when Pat Fitzmorris is mock drafting and not drinking champagne on the boat, he's usually having a cold Miller Lite. And I want to tell everybody out there, it's really easy to get the Miller Lite delivered right to your house. All you got to do is go to MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. That's it. And they will deliver it to your house. I just had them deliver the 12 pack to mine. It was fantastic, and we had some at the barbecue, and I'm going to save a little bit more just for myself here as more of the preseason games this weekend. But look, it's fantasy football. It's Miller time. You have some drinks. You have your friends over. You have a draft. You have some snacks. I mean, that's a good way to spend an afternoon. And make sure when you're doing it, you're doing it with Miller Lite. And remember to drink responsibly. And Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Also, you know, Pat knows a thing or two about Milwaukee, I'm sure, in Wisconsin. We all know that brewer's hat he likes to wear all the time. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs in 12-ounce cans. Go get it right now. Miller Lite is uh, our official beer of this mock draft today so go out there have a nice cold middle light and enjoy the podcast wherever you get your pods there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Let's go to the next uh, bit of picks here. Traylon Burks goes at 7.03, then Gabe Davis at 7.04, Brandon Cooks and Nevada Lightning at 7.05, Quentin Johnson, QJ at 7.06, Michael Thomas to Chris Harris. All right, Harris. (laughs) You saw him play. He was actually on the field. I must have been very exciting for you. Exciting enough to go ahead and select him here. So I know this is a mock draft, but I'm going to ask you the tough question. Chris Harris is in a real draft for real money, real expectations, real pride. Are you still ready to take Michael Thomas here? It's actually really my pick. So unless you want to pause it, hold on a sec. (laughs) Oh, I will pause it. I realize we got back to you already. These people are fast here. So go ahead. I'm going to pause it because I want your take on this. And then I want to give you more time. I want your take because Michael Thomas, I think, bears a lot of discussion from smart folks like you. And also, I want to give you some extra time to make your picks so you don't feel rushed. How about Uh, that? I mean, uh, I think I'm probably going to learn more about Michael Thomas in the next two weeks to feel like whether I would really do this in the seventh round of a 14-team draft. So it's the eighth, eighth, ninth round uh, of a a 12-teamer. I'm not. I'm not entirely sold. I'm certainly not sold based on one preseason appearance. Um, his foot hasn't like detonated. That's good. Um, but you know, we have. We have. We. I think we have some trust to earn back. Um, you know, when we get to eight nine, I don't mind taking the high upside shot in a full PPR. If I'm if I'm not in a full PPR, I'm. I'm. I like Olave more clearly, and would be thinking much more like double digit rounds. Well, I guess here's the big question too, Chris, and this is why, you know, I love having folks like you on the show is because when we start to evaluate, let's say a 14 team league, right? There's a certain line where you have to take a certain amount of risk in order to stand out in a 14 team league. Find upside, yeah. Right, exactly. You have to find that upside. But if you take too much too soon, you're putting yourself completely behind the eight ball. How do you manage that in the deeper leagues, whether it be 14 or even more teams in a league? Um, I don't, I, I mean, you can't avoid it. Like you said, you, you do have to manage it. Uh, for me, a lot is going to be what, how, how do I feel about the first few rounds? And so I look at these first few rounds, I say Barkley, Devante Smith, ETN, I avoided risk there. Mostly those guys are given, given good health and they'll be all right. And that's when I started to pile on the dang risk. The next four picks were, <laughs> and it, you know, very clearly intended right. to be upside shots that could absolutely blow up at which point we'll all have to manage the way we do make trades and, and see if we can find stuff on the waiver wire. Yeah. And look, I, I think what Chris is saying is absolutely right. And everyone should listen, which is basically, Hey, you know, make sure you build a base in these deeper leagues, because after that you have to take risk. And after yep. that, there's more risk because you're going deeper into the pool. All right, I'm going to start the clock back up for you. So take your time. All right. All right. Not, you know, there's no rush here for you to make your <laughs> next pick. Because after Michael Thomas, Deshaun Watson goes off the board. Rashad Bateman and then Pat continues to hammer running back. He is taking Antonio Gibson. We'll get to his <laughs> next pick in a second. We'll talk about him. Pat Frymuth goes next to Bougie Sports. Then Schlitzie, uh, not to be confused with Fitzy, takes Juju Smith-Schuster. Dalvin Cook, still unsigned. Dalvin Cook. I can't believe it. It's August 14th, and it's still unsigned Dalvin Cook. Sky Moore goes next to Fuzzy. Uh, A.J. Dillon at the turn 801, the 802. Jacoby Myers, Khalil Herbert, then Dak Prescott. And back to you, Fitzy, with another RB, Samaji Pirine. So is this a, a pick here with Pirine and Gibson where you're just looking for 
upside? Or do you believe, or should I say maybe not believe, that Javante Williams is as healthy as everyone's telling us? Well, there just wasn't much there at wide receiver when I made those picks. And, uh, you know, I'm optimistic mm-hmm. that Antonio Gibson, after seeing his role reduced last year with Scott Turner as the offensive coordinator in Washington, that it's going to be sort of re-expanded. And really, that's kind of how the vibes have been. I mean, that's Ron Rivera seems to have remembered that Antonio Gibson was on the roster and has been talking him up all offseason. Um, and this is a guy who's as big and as fast as Jonathan Taylor and scored double-digit tar- uh, double-digit touchdowns in his first two seasons in the league. So a lot of potential there. And then with um, Piran, I guess I am maybe a little concerned about what uh, Javante Williams is going to be like coming off a multi-ligament tear in his knee. And even though the reports have been glowing, I mean, in the past we've seen Sean Payton offenses produce value from multiple running backs uh, quite often. So even if Javante is good to go, I think there might still be some standalone value for P. Ryan. All right. So continuing on with this draft here as we go through, we got a lot of other picks to get to. So after P. Ryan, Nico Collins, Zach Charbonnet, and then Rashad Penny. So you took the other side of the Eagles running back situation. Let's talk about that. How do you feel about the selection of Penny at this stage in the draft, Chris? It's the right spot for him as long as, again, you're you're understanding you're building in risk. You're looking for upside. If there's if there's like a league winner type, if there's – I mean, was Miles Sanders a league winner last year? That's debatable. But he got the workload of a league winner, and there was moments where he certainly was winning weeks. That doesn't feel like it's either Swift or Gainwell to me, although they'll probably – probably will be nobody. But if it's anybody, it's likely to be Penny. His likelihood, though, again, is that he gets hurt. And I'm sad. No. <laughs> Once again, that's where that ice comes in. Uh, we get right. that ice for you. Uh, also, another cool thing. I just want to mention this on the show. We have a winner of the ultimate custom one of one championship belt, courtesy of Trophy Smack. And that winner is Harry Tremaine. So Harry Tremaine, congratulations. You're the big winner. Hit us up over at mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address and proof of your subscription to fantasy pros also a short essay of why you love pat fitzmorris would be nice (laughs) but you don't have to put that in there uh give us again the proof of all of that and your proof of your youtube subscription harry tremaine and we'll get you that trophy smack belt so make sure you head over to trophy smack get all your cool belts for all of your fantasy leagues they got rings they got loser awards all kinds of stuff for you. So again, Harry Tremaine, hit us up, Mailbag of Fantasy Pros. You are the winner of the Trophy Smack 1 of 1 Ultimate Championship Belt. Sounds better when you say it like that. All right, so after Penny, Devon A. Chain, Jarek McKinnon, Jameson Williams goes to Foxworth, Fuzzy takes Tua, Tara selects Romeo Dobbs, then Mysterion goes quarterback at Kirk Cousins and Jamal Williams at running back. Uh, David Njoku to you next. So here you go, Terry. You waited on tight end. You ended up with Njoku. Your thoughts about that. So you didn't get Elijah Moore, but you did get another piece of the Browns offense. And then Romeo Dobbs uh, potentially here. We shall see who is the favorite target of Jordan Love. Let's talk about Dobbs. Let's talk about Njoku. So Romeo Dobbs, I can't talk glowingly enough about. Uh, Love Christian Watson. Take him in any time I can at his ADP. But with Romeo Dobbs, I, I kind of look at Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and the potential that they have within this offense to play off of each other is Christian Watson is kind of the more the big play, deeper receiver, and obviously he'll get some underneath as well. But I think Romeo Dobbs might be particularly someone that you can lean towards in PPR because there might be more volume there for him. So if you're thinking about maybe a comp, not a actual comp. Don't call me crazy, but think of the way that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin function together, how they're both very two upside players that kind of play off of each other differently. Romeo Dobbs could be that guy that kind of pops more a little bit in PPR, maybe not the touchdowns, but the connection that he has there with Jordan Love is clearly very good. I think he's got a lot more upside than people are really, um, really expecting in this offense. And then David Njoku. Oh, so I'm sorry. I yes. forgot Njoku. No, <laughs> so I want to hear about Njoku because there's a, this is another one that's divisive here, Tara, in the fantasy community where people are like, okay, this is the year he breaks out. He's got the talent. He's got the size. He's got all these things. But the problem is now you've also got Elijah Moore in there. You've got, you know, Amari Cooper. you got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They drafted Cedric Tillman. So it's a lot busier of a group now. Can Njoku break through that? 
I think he can. I mean, so when I look at the wide receivers, it, they have, and obviously there's going to be a ton of targets to go there, but this offense is not going to veer away aggressively from being inclusive of the tight end. And David Njoku has claimed that top spot. The only problem he's really had is his health. So when he's got it, when he's on the field, he's been fantastic. And, you know, Deshaun Watson now that should be able to continue and be a little bit more stable with him. Um, so I'm willing to take it right here. I think this is a fine, you know, option and I also look at a lot of the tight ends that um, you can pull up of waivers earlier in the season or take a late stab at in a very deep round there's a lot of guys out there that are going to pop some Luke Musgraves uh, <clears throat> I don't know if Dalton Kincaid has kind of got off the board but, uh, as we you know leave in shallower leagues as well but there's so many options Sam Laporta there's guys out there Tyler Higby that if something kind of goes sideways you can draft later get a second tight end or hit the waiver mm-hmm. wires up later for a deeper option and that's why the insights on Draft Wizard are so important because it'll tell you who in your draft has tight end, who's picking after you, who doesn't, to give you all the uh, the possibilities with the pick predictor of who's going to make it back to you in terms of percentages. So it's these little tiny tools like that, they really make a big difference come draft day. So once again, download Draft Wizard. Go to fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. Play around with it. Get familiar with it. Chris Harris is getting familiar with it today. So anybody can go out there and get familiar with it and go ahead and make the best choices you possibly can on draft day to set yourself up for success. That's what we're trying to do here with these tools at fantasy pros. So after you took in Joku, Brian Robinson, then Damian Harris, Nevada lightning selects Evan Ingram, Roshan Johnson goes Chris Harris back on the board for a couple of picks. He finally goes uh, with a quarterback at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm going to circle back to you, Chris, because I feel like Pat's just sitting there and I want him to earn his money today. Elijah Moore at 908, then Jalen Warren, then Fitzy took Kadarius Tony at 910. Singletary, Jeff Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Tank Bigsby close out the ninth round. The tenth round, Kendra Miller kicks things off here to Fuzzy, to J.M. River, Tyler Algier, Alan Lazard at 10.03, Rondell Moore, Alec Pierce. So, Pat, you went back into the wide receiver business, Kadarius Tony and Alec Pierce. How do you feel about those two players? Certainly, they feel like dart throws, but we know they're big splash players. Is that enough for you in this PPR deep format to have them? We'll see. Uh, I'm not feeling wildly confident about either of these guys, especially, you know, <laughs> well, Kadarius, who's injured every part of his anatomy so far, I think, in his first two years. But um, he has been targeted on 17.3% of all his snaps, and that includes running plays. Uh, and, you know, just to put perspective on that, Justin Jefferson was targeted on 17.1% of his snaps last year, and he led the NFL in targets. So um, grain of salt, because Kadarius is never going to be a 90% snap share guy. He's going to be played uh, sparingly in limited packages, but um, pretty unique athletes. And I would love to see what he could do in an Andy Reid designed offense with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. And then, uh, you know, Pierce is kind of a long shot. I mean, he just dropped what should have been a, a really nice touchdown pass from uh, Anthony Richardson the other night in the preseason. But, um, man, if you squint really hard, you can see shades of Jordy Nelson. They're a big, fast wide receiver who works the boundaries pretty well. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to get there. That's that's a pretty high bar to clear, but um, he does interest me. Okay. Uh, Marvin Mims Jr. goes next, then Darnell Mooney. Then Chris Harris goes up for Tyler Boyd. All right, I will pause again here for you because I know you're coming up soon on another pick. So let's take a look at this. Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Boyd. Uh, good value here on Rodgers. I'm sure nothing but upside. Good situation. He seems like he's he's really happy. We'll see how long that lasts in New York, especially with that schedule to open the year. Not exactly the most favorable. And then Tyler Boyd, who seems like a smart hedge here. If you have any injury to either of the two guys ahead of him, all of a sudden Tyler Boyd becomes a very useful fantasy piece. So how do you feel about these two selections here, Boyd and Aaron Rodgers, Chris Harris? Yeah, Rodgers was just a matter of waiting on quarterback, not feeling, you know, there was a moment where Burrow was was falling and in this draft and I was uh, pretty pretty close to considering him. Wound up not considering him, he didn't come back to me. So then I was just gonna wait on quarterback and take whoever was there. I think it's Foxworth 07, who was the other team that didn't have a QB. And we were probably both eyeing Anthony Richardson. And I basically just, said, you know, I have a lot of risk on this team. Rodgers has risk, no question, but I don't think he has much as much risk as Richardson. So I decided this team is looking really good for like 2017. What a team in 2017 this was. <laughs> it actually does. You know, he put uh, <laughs> a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins in there. You know, Michael Thomas. I mean, it's not yeah. bad. You know, rookie year, Saquon Barkley. What year was that? I'm trying to look back now. But hey, 
You know, look, but I, I think, you know, sometimes veterans become discounts, right? We all know that on draft day because people take them for granted. And then right. you have other situations where veterans are overvalued and you get situations like the Tampa situation where it's like, you know, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in an offense that doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. I don't know why people are still oddly excited about it from an ADP perspective. What's your perspective on Tyler Boyd in this election here? Yeah, that was a... Uh bench pick to basically try and smooth out the risk a little bit. You kind of know what you're getting with a healthy Tyler Boyd. He, he has some bi-week PPR, PPR upside, obviously. He's kind of made a living on that here lately. Um, and then, yeah, you said, like, I could wind up having a nice problem to have if one of the two main guys gets hurt. There you go. Dalton Kincaid goes next at 10.09. Then Raheem Mostert to Nevada Lightning after Drew selects Kincaid. Anthony Richardson goes to Foxworth 07 for this game of chicken is over. Uh, Deonta Foreman at 10-12, and then uh, Tara for two picks. First one's Chuba Hubbard, then at the turn, DJ Shark, and Kenneth Gainwell, then Jerome Ford. So, Tara, these two selections just feel like you're beefing up the, the backfield a little bit, trying to get some depth here with Hubbard and Ford. Do you have expectations that Hubbard, though, might work a little bit more than people realize uh, as the season goes on? He could. I mean, they might have to be run heavy, and they were run heavy last year. It might continue as they're kind of helping Bryce Young get along a little bit there. Um, but we have to consider the volume that we really expect Miles Sanders to actually be able to handle. He's worked in a committee. Um, last year was a good year for him, obviously. It can't help but be a good year behind that offensive line. But things might be a tiny bit different heading over to this, this one, and, you know, Juba Hubbard might get a little bit more opportunity and be able to sneak in there um, add some possible standalone value and above all be a stellar uh, handcuff option. There you go. And Jerome Ford too, another one where it's a lot of new bodies there in that Cleveland Browns offense. Very, very Cleveland heavy here, Tara. So it's I mean, you're going to be living and dying here with some of these games here. You better hope Deshaun Watson has got back on track, but uh, Ford's <laughs> another guy too, where I know, you know, we had Jamie Eisenberg on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about Jerome Ford and some of the upside he saw. I believe he drafted him. Actually, that's why we were discussing it. So do you think Jerome Ford can carve out a niche as maybe the pass catching back in this offense or a little change of pace from Chubb at least? I think so. And it might take him a little while to get there um, because it sounds like the Browns do have confidence. And we, you know, we've seen that. Chubb is capable of catching the ball. He doesn't have iron hands. This is just something that he hasn't had to do. Um, but again, when we're talking about this volume uptick, for him, there might come a point as which, you know, as the season goes on, that they start to maybe make a playoff push and, you know, tamper down his, you know, usage a little bit. And that's where we could see Jerome Ford really take an uptick in that third down role. So I think he can get there. It's not going to be right off the bat. So I wouldn't panic. Um, if you're in a deeper league, take him as a stash. If not, watch for the waiver wire. Um, you might have to hold on to him because I don't think right off the bat you're going to have Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt kind of situation. <laughs> No, let's hope not. Uh, Dulcich goes next at 11.03. Clyde Edwards-Alaire next, then Odell Beckham. Ezekiel Elliott still also unsigned, just in case you're keeping score at home. Uh, after the Drew selects Ezekiel Elliott, you took Tajay Spears at 11.07. Chris Harris, another Tennessee running back. So uh, your thoughts on Spears? It seems like another hedge, basically, as well, looking ahead to Henry. Sure. Yeah, I don't think he has much standalone value, but it's sort of stealing the the potential handcuff from the Henry owner here. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about the rookies because I don't do the actual college scouting myself, but I have a bunch of smart friends who come on my show and tell me about the rookies. And Matt Waldman could not speak more highly about Tajay Spears. He says he's on the Jamal Charles, like that's his upside. Uh, he, he really, really, really likes him. Not necessarily for this year, but for his career. So when this league turns into a dynasty, that's going to be a great pick. Um, but... <laughs> well, it offsets some of the age you have already. Let's be honest. <laughs> they just, I just need, feel like the veterans needed a little inflection of youth on this very old team. No, honestly, I mean, it's, 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 a, uh, it's, a, it's a hedge against Henry. It's a hedge against an injury. You know, that, that's yeah. all. And, and let, let it be known, everybody. You know, Chris is hedging on other people's teams, which in a 14-team league is a dangerous guy to be. Because if you got those pieces and all of a sudden Henry goes down, you want to trade with Chris to get Spears or Spears just became and all of a sudden a useful flex RB potentially. Right. Uh, Jaden Reed goes next, then Tyler Higby, Paris Campbell to Fitzy. And then after Campbell, Zay Jones, John Mechie, Gus Edwards, Gerald Everett to close out the 11th round, 12th round, Sam Laporta, Cordero Patterson, Samir White, uh, Adam Thielen, and then Evan Hull. So Fitzy, an ex-cult in Paris Campbell, who I like, uh, I would definitely have had him in my queue. And then Evan Hull, Another hedge here at running back behind Jonathan Taylor. Your thoughts on Hull and Campbell? 
Well, Chris got me on Ty J Spears. I had him teed up for that pick. So, oh, um, you know, man. a potentially really valuable handcuff there. And um, I know he has that strange thing where he doesn't have an ACL or whatever in one of his knees. But um, it, so I guess maybe I'm less enthusiastic about him for Dynasty than uh, as a, a year one handcuff. And uh, he's a pretty good handcuff to have in a run heavy offense. So, um, but Paris Campbell, yeah, probably in line for the starting slot gig with the Giants. And uh, then Evan Hall, I mean, I, I think this Jonathan Taylor issue is going to be resolved. But even so, um, Taylor, even, even when he was at Wisconsin, he wasn't the third down back there. He wasn't a three down guy. And mm -hmm. Evan Hall, um, like, led the Big Ten in running back receptions last year. So it seems like he's ticketed for that third down role. I think, and, and probably would play it better than any of the other uh, kind of scrubby veterans they have in, in Colts camp at running back. Okay, so after Evan Hull goes, who was another darling of the combine, he ran every single ball he touched all the way to the end zone. Love that. It's just fun. All right, the fake Joey P selects Michael Carter, then Kareem Hunt. Chica Conquo goes to Chris Harris there. This is another fun one here. So a lot of pieces of that Tennessee offense, one of the Highest flying, if memory serves, of the uh, the last few years, the Tennessee Titans. But all jokes aside, Chip <laughs> Conquo is a matchup problem, Chris. And I think you and I both recognize that. And especially, you know, you have Kittle, you have Chig, you have two guys here where somebody might come knocking on your door for a potential trade here. You're just drafting talent here. How do you feel about getting a Conquo on this roster here with this last pick? You said it exactly right. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, this is what has won me this league, but... Uh, at some point you're, you know, we, if we were doing a full draft where we were doing fuller benches, you know, we'd be mm -hmm. going even deeper. So the, your job in a 14 teamer is just stack up as many potentially usable pieces as you can for your bench, because first of all, there's not going to be nearly as much in the waiver wire and the trade market therefore gets that much more important to be able to play well. Yeah. Uh, something I always preach to everybody too. Like the draft is for talent. You can figure out things in the waiver wire and trades and stuff like that later on. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins goes off the board. Michael Gallup goes off the board. Then Gino, Daniel Jones, and Van Jefferson off the board for you, Tara Roberts. Getting some buzz here. Last year, there was some buzz around Jefferson as well. Ended up not working out. So can this be the year here where Jefferson takes that step forward here as maybe the complimentary wide receiver to Cooper Cup in this Rams offense? I think so. I mean, the opportunity is right there for him. We've got the vote of confidence from the Rams. And all we need is a healthy Matt Stafford. So as long as we can have that, I, I think the upside is there for him. There you have it. All right, let's take a look at the projected standings here for the <laughs> league and the grades. Uh, fun <laughs> stuff here. Uh, Pat Fitzmorris, let's start with you. Uh, I, you know, this isn't school, but I want to know what did the draft wizard grade your draft in terms of uh, the evaluation? B plus, um, and I'm I'm okay. okay. I'm okay with that. Um, it seems to like I've taken Travis Kelsey in a couple of mocks and it seems like when I take Kelsey, I get better grades than when I don't. There you have Maybe. it. There you have it. Well, you finished fourth here. So pretty good. You can't get too worried about that. Tara and Chris finished back to back here. I want to give a <laughs> shout out to Nevada lightning from our discord fantasypros.com slash chat. Again, it's free. Join it. Go premium fantasypros.com slash premium. And then you can go and get in cool things like the mock drafts and all the AMAs and stages. So Nevada Lightning, you are the big winner here. Schlitzy was number two. Mysterion is number three. Who is that mysterious person drafting at three? Oh, wait, it was me. I was the person. It was me. I'm Mysterion. So there you go. A minus from Draft Wizard. You're welcome, people. So if you want to go see what I did in that draft, you can go check it out on the back end, though. Or ask me about it on Discord, more importantly. But I want to get your take here. Uh, let's take a look at the expert opinions here with you, Tara. Was there an expert opinion here? Or somebody gave you a big thumbs up and supported your draft or maybe give you a little bit of a thumbs down that maybe you have to, you know, start a Twitter war with. I did. I got a little bit on uh, the combination of Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert um, and then the value for DeAndre Swift as well. So got an A plus on that despite my overall grade, which I can understand because, I mean, when your wide receivers are unfortunately not in even the top 15 in theory, you know, you're not going to get, you don't have that stud right there, but it's sure. going to add up. Um, and then again, it's kind of taking that upside leap. It's risky that, you know, two of these guys have the potential to finish um, within the top 10, potentially top five. 
if all things go correct. So it's a riskier draft. I understand my grade. I get you. But um, <laughs> when it actually hits in the season and those hamstrings stay tight, it's going to be, uh, wait, not too tight. Just tight enough. Well, not, too, not tight. too tight. Just, just tight <laughs> enough, but still there. Yeah. Not like that tight guy who's got stay, no ACL. To yeah, stay just packed. <laughs> right. Yes, that's what we want here. And look, what's so great here is on the back end, you can go through and look at the pick analysis. It'll give you a little bit of the uh, the FOMO and tell you what maybe if you had picked this or that, where you might have been. And the thing I like about Draft Wizard too is if you're making picks, if you don't like what the roster looks like, if you're doing the simulator, you can just back out picks and go back and do it again and keep trying to work the system so you start to see, ah, this is where the value lies in this round or that round. Uh, team strengths is always a fun one too. Uh, but looking at the draft board here, uh, I know we're not, uh, you know, we don't have infinite time. So I want to go with Chris Harris's roster here. Chris Harris, here you go. 14 team league, two running backs, two wideouts, two flex, tight end, and a partridge in a pear tree. You got Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Devonta Smith, Hopkins, Kittle, Dobbins, Rashad Penny at the two flex. Then on the bench, Chigakonkwo, Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd, Tashi Spears. How do you feel about this abbreviated 14 team roster you've assembled here, Chris? It feels like a 14 team team you know like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it feels like you know if that was your 12 team league team you would be a little bummed because you have to compromise somewhere every team that we've talked about all i mean we have four experts know what they're doing here we all wound up compromising somewhere for me it's a quarterback um i think if i'm not going to go mahomes and i actually came kind of close to mahomes uh right before he went i was definitely considering him but if you're not going to go with the tippity top the deep i think fitz he said it right like the deeper the league, the more I'm apt to wait because I just don't know if the difference between Aaron Rodgers and whoever you want to say, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, whoever isn't kind of in the middle uh, is as extreme as um, some other positions. So I uh, felt, felt like a compromise at the wide receiver one. You kind of had to felt like a compromised quarterback, but overall, yeah, I'm going to wind up with some of these guys on teams. Yeah. I love how you put that. It looks like a 14 team roster. So you like it, but it's hard to really love any 14 team roster because you start right. to get spread thin. Fitzy, uh, you didn't get spread thin at too many spots here. Pat, Fit Pat Fitzmaurice selects uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's also got Gibson and Damian Pierce as the two running backs. That's what you're starting there along with James Cook in the flex spot. You've got wide receivers Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey at the tight end. So you got that Mahomes-Kelsey stack. I imagine that's going to be pretty valuable in a format this deep. Then you got Kadarius Toney, who uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Samaje P. Ryan, Paris Campbell. Alec Pierce and Evan Hull. How do you feel looking back at this roster here, Fitz? Yeah, um, uh, kind of the way I thought I would feel going with that Mahomes-Kelsey combination. And it just, it leaves you short on high-end firepower at running back and wide receiver. And, um, you know, that is really exacerbated in a 14-team league, as Chris was just saying. So, um, you know, I, I don't like my top-end firepower at running back, although I feel like I kind of made up with it, made up for it with some depth. But then uh, my, my wide receiver depth is pretty terrible. So that was a, a big sacrifice there. <laughs> I don't think it's, I mean, well, I mean, well, depth wise, okay, maybe it's a little tough. But yeah, there's got to be compromises everywhere. Tara, let's see what your compromises are. No matter what happens, you're still the big winner of the day because you won the Tags Award. So draft grades aside, you should be feeling pretty good. Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, then Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, two solid wide receiver ones in there, potentially. You got David Njoku at tight end. You got Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift at the flex. Then Romeo Dobbs, Van Jefferson, Chuba Hubbard, and Jerome Ford on the bench. Tara, how do you feel about this roster in the 14-team PPR? I feel good about it. I I wish that my RB2 was a different situation. Um, I think that would make this team a lot better if it didn't have, if I had something with a little bit more upside, more solidified um, RB1 roles. Although I do think that Pacheco is the RB1. I know Denaric Prince has looked fantastic. Um, and we've always got Jarek McKinnon that we've got to worry about as well from a pass catching perspective. But I feel like if we get a full season of Isaiah Pacheco and the way that he hit the ground last year, um, he's just going to continue to thrive and earn you know more of a pronounced role possibly in other areas as well. So I trust him as a um, early down back, and I think we could see some additional workload is there um, as the season goes on. But again, you gotta love you gotta love Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to love my draft, and I do love them, so I love it from well, that perspective. I just wish that my running backs could support Christian McCaffrey a little bit better. Well, look, it's fourteen team league, so I think all of you did the same thing, which was, uh, you know. But look, follow her on the Twitter machine at It's Terra Time. Please uh, go out there, and I want in the comments. 
go congratulate Tara on the award. I want you to go out there in the Twitter streets and go out there and, and, and you know, give her all the love and adoration because she deserves it. Uh, Tara, it couldn't happen to a better person. We're so proud of who you are in this space, uh, what it's like to work with you. I know I got to work with you a little last year and I've been watching the shows that you're on all the way back to the, the Viper days and some of the other days there where you've been on all these other shows uh, continuing to just forge ahead in the industry. So congratulations to you. Like I said, I can't, you know, I can't possibly be happier with the selection that was made by the committee. And I know you're going to represent uh, fantasy pros. Well, you're going to represent the memory of our good friend, Mike Tagliere. Well, as also, so uh, just congrats to you, Tara. It's just really great. And we're very proud of you and, and lucky to have you around these parts. So thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, us old farts, especially me and Fitz. Harris is young. He's still young. He's like, he's, he's almost as old as some of the guys on his roster, but that's still young. Uh, all right. Also check out uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Chris Harris, a Harris football podcast, obviously one of the best in the business, uh, harrisfootball.com. So many things going on here, Chris. Uh, I want to thank you again, joining us on short notice on the show today. You're a mensch. You're great. Now you can go back out on the links and go, you know, play at least nine <laughs> holes in before the end of the day, right? Not today. No, unfortunately. But, you know, soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Pat Fitzmorris, I'll let you rest. I know the Fantasy Expo is a lot to take in. You're still recovering. So Fitzy's going to take a nap. But again, I want to hear from you. Who won the draft and why was it Mysterion? Or why was it uh, Tara? Why was it Fitz? Or why was it Chris? Or one of our amazing Discord people. And also, don't forget to hit us up here. Harry Treeman, you're the big winner here of the Trophy Smack 1 of 1 custom belt mailbag at fantasypros.com. And of course, it's Miller time all the time around these parts. So go right now. I want you to order yourself some MillerLite.com. You can get it all over in every store, but also... Get it right delivered to your house. MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. That's where you want to go. Get some ice cold Miller Lite. 96 calories. Tastes good. Less filling. I remember those commercials as a kid. I miss Ronnie Dangerfield. On that note, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Pat and Chris and our tags rising star winner, Tara. That'll do it for us. And story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, kids. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.